morning, everyone. Once again, it's Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock. It's time for us to go live. We're in conversation again. Uh, I'm sorry we took last week off. I had the audacity. I'm going on our holiday. We just came back yesterday morning. So if I look a little bit jet lagged, tough, that's just how it is. Um, I am absolutely thrilled to be joined today uh, by Victoria from uh, Pocket Rocket Cleaning, a rescue cleaning service, long title. Um, Good morning, Vicky. Thank you very Hi, much. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. I know you're super busy and there's lots of stuff going on, so I really appreciate you taking the time and joining me here this morning. Um, so thank you very much for that. Please introduce yourself, tell the world who you are and, and what you do. Thanks, Brian. No, I'm really pleased to be here. Um, yeah, so my name is Victoria Gregory. As Brian said, I'm the owner of Pocket Rockets Cleaning Rescue. Um, Four years old, started the business, not four years old, the business is four years old. Um, I started the business and we are just currently um, in the process of franchising. Yeah, that's very exciting stuff that is that. It's a milestone as well, I suppose. It's, it's a testament to how far you've come in, in these four years, which is, which is wonderful. So I just, uh, I want to start by going right back um, from, um, to the very beginning for you and the beginning of your journey and into this thing about being self-employed business owner this whole scary terrible thing so what inspired you to get started with your own business what what, what happened so initially pocket rockets isn't my first business i actually started my first business when my oldest daughter who's nearly nine um, was just six weeks old and i think it was the classic issue that a lot of sort of parents have after they've just had a baby I, I previous to, to to having my daughter I had a full-time job um what you know was the shift pattern going to work with childcare? did I love my job enough to pay half my wages out for childcare? was it going to be flexible enough all those sort of issues and I found um a network marketing company um when um Tilly was just six weeks old and um, that was my first sort of insight to being self-employed, having that flexibility. And although I'm not doing that business anymore, that gave me the taste for kind of being my own boss and um, kind of, you know, having having my career on my own terms. Was that... Um... Was that uh, forever living or? Yeah, so I yeah, so I did have heavily uh, forever living heavily for the for all of Tilly's preschool years. Actually, it did allow me to have that whole time off work. Um, I went back initially when she was about one, very part time. And um, the company that I worked for found me a part time admin role, but I'd already fallen in love with my business by that point, and I found it really hard to work for somebody else. Yeah. So quite quickly. Um, I just worked hard on my business so that I was able to give a work all together and I've never been employed since. I think uh, I think this is a wonderful thing because uh, not the last stream we did a couple of weeks ago with Sheena, but the one before I did with Debbie Barrett, who is obviously heavily into uh, multi-level marketing and, and that kind of stuff, massive into further living. And, and we, we did a stream about exactly multi-level marketing and entering into the world of being self-employed so to, to have you on here today to to actually tell us that this is how you got started being self-employed yeah goes to show that how wonderful a place multi-level marketing is to start moving oh yourself. absolutely absolutely and and it was also the beginning of my personal development journey as well because in network marketing there's a lot of 
um, company events. There's lots of inspirational talks. There's lots of, you know, you're encouraged to do lots of like, reading business books and lots of personal development, goal setting, reaching targets on the marketing plan, all that kind of thing. And although I've I probably like to think I've always been quite driven and quite ambitious, I've never really got it, like didn't really know what personal development was, never really explored, you know, like goal setting, having a plan. I suppose I was just sort of like winging it. Um, and that gave me a real taste for it just opened my eyes to what can be achieved. And I started to think really, really big. And although um, I'm not as involved with forever anymore as I used to be, um, I'm still a massive advocate of the industry. Um, and I don't it's not a coincidence that my cleaning company has done so well. And um, that is testament to all of that personal development and business development I did while I was involved in network marketing. Yeah, no, actually, I think that there's a lot of wonderful things to say say about companies like the Forever Living and all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's a fantastic platform to people for people to break out from being employed to becoming self-employed. I think wonderful, wonderful. So I want to move on from 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 that little bit. So so talk to me about cleaning companies. So to go from forever living to owning a cleaning company, that's it's not very related, is it? So, no. so where did that <laughs> well, come from? It sort of happened a bit by accident, really. So um as I said, I had all of like Tilly's preschool years sort of off work, even though I was building my business. And then when she started school in the September, all of a sudden I found myself with six hours free every day. And although um, I was still building my forever business at that time, I'd always done it very, very part time, very, very flexibly around having a toddler at home. And I'm I'm, I'm highly driven and I'm highly motivated. And it I didn't sit well with me having all of this free time. Um, and although I was you know, doing networking and all the other things, I kind of felt like, oh, maybe I've got time to take on a new project. And I do like to, you know, challenge myself and, and start new things. So the idea was I was going to um, do a little bit of cleaning myself just in the local sort of area. To me, I'm, I'm one of these strange people that love cleaning. Um, I still needed to do something that I could fit around school run, school hours. So I kind of thought, right, I'm going to see how this goes. Um, I'll put a few feelers out and see if I can just do a little bit of cleaning um, around school hours. And I set up a Facebook page um, and within two days, my diary was full Monday to Friday, nine till three. And then people were inboxing me, asking me if I was taking on cleaners. So I kind of sort of went, oh, yeah, all right, then let's give it a go. And for the first year, the business ran me. I was just trying to keep up with the momentum, how fast things were going. You know, every single week, it seemed I was taking on more cleaners, you know, more clients were flooding in. And for that first two years, probably, it was about two years in, maybe 18 months in, um, I was cleaning six hours a day and then doing all of the business, you know, all the admin, the everything you can think of, paying the wages, doing the contracts, timetables bring you know training new cleaners talking to clients everything all like that sort of in between um you know clients and doing it a lot a lot of even a lot of early mornings and a lot of late lights um so it was tough for the first 18 months um but it was exciting it was like a nice problem to have and um, the momentum was ridiculous and I, I could see straight away that 
there was definitely room to expand because I couldn't physically keep up. I was turning clients away left, right and centre because I couldn't get enough cleaners in all the time. We still have that problem now. Yeah. Um, the, the issue's never been finding the clients. Having a cleaner is no longer a luxury. It's just something that people, you know, outsource now because life is so busy, yeah. um, which is great. Um, but yeah, so after 18 months, I, I needed some help. So I promoted one of my lovely cleaners into a team leader role and gave her some responsibility. And that was the best thing that I did. Yeah. Um, and Jo, she's now my, she, we've partnered 50-50 now to franchise. So I think, I think, I think there's, there's many things there in, in the journey. So it's just a sort of, um, before we go further into this, for anyone who joins us here on, on the stream, um, Firstly, thank you for, for jumping in. If if you have any questions uh, to Vicky about um, the stuff that we are discussing, please put in the comments, and we'll do our very hard, uh, best to try and answer these questions. Um, if we can't answer them live here on air, then obviously we're going to come back to you guys with a with an answer to her best. But Vicky will do her very best to try and answer if you have any questions to her journey. So so you, you described that it was quite there was a lot going on in that sort of first eighteen months. That's the hardest part in any new business life cycle anyway so that's not surprising to hear but so 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 from going from you just being the cleaner you're the business taking on cleaner so in that first 18 months how many cleaners did you find yourself having on the books after that sort of 18 months mark oh, i don't know exactly without looking but probably about 20. yeah fantastic that's a lot so to go yeah. from being just working for yourself filling in your own little diary to sort of top up, you know, the income and all that kind of So actually having 20 people relying on you to find them work, yeah. that's quite a significant thing. You know, that's not a small thing, pressure-wise as well. Yeah, it was a lot. The, the, even just sort of organising 20 rotors and and juggling all their clients and, you know, it, if, if one of them was off sick trying to get cover and, you know, you know what it's like. But a lot, you know, a lot of businesses that have a staff have management teams and people to help yeah I was sort of a one-man band um initially um and there's still only me and Joe now there are still days now where it's really get hectic um but like you said that's just the nature of it isn't it when you're setting up so so how um so how did you sort of find because obviously you you mentioned that you you did six hours cleaning a day at what point in in, in this journey did, did you find yourself that you could no longer go out and do those six hours a day itself. Well, it was actually forced upon me because, um, well, initially I did have a little bit of burnout um, and I ended up with shingles. So that put me in bed for a week and that was a big wake up call. That was when I sort of said to Jo, like, I need some help. But actually, um, a few months after I had shingles, I was pregnant with Phoebe, who's my youngest. Um, and I worked cleaning until I was about... I can't really remember, probably about five or six months pregnant. But then um, obviously that was quite a lot. It got a bit too much physically because it is exhausting and, you know, crawling around on the people's beds and all that sort of thing physically became hard. Um, but it coincided with the school holidays. Tilly had broken up in the July for six weeks and then um, Phoebe was due in the autumn. So I just didn't go back cleaning after those six weeks were up. Um, I think if that hadn't have been forced upon me and I wasn't pregnant, I would have found it really, really hard to let go of that. And even now, 
although I don't have any regular clients, I still probably clean one or two days a week okay. just when like I'm needed to jump in and help out if we get a big job where, you know, there's not enough ma- not enough manpower or if someone's off sick for the day, um, I'll jump in as and when I'm needed. Um, because it, obviously I'm, I'm, you know, I'm running a lot of it from home, but I still like to be sort of seeing the clients regularly seeing my cleaners regularly if I'm working alongside with them I can sort of you know check up on them without them knowing I'm checking up on them I can do a bit of training without them necessarily knowing that they're being trained yeah. um again I love I still love interacting with the clients now so like yesterday I went out and, and helped on a, on a deep pre-Christmas clean for a, a lovely gentleman who's who's disabled and he was so grateful and it was actually a really a real pleasure to do that so um I don't know if I'll ever walk away from cleaning altogether right. I still I, st- I think it's important even you know even in 10 years time if if you know we're a franchise household name I still think it's important as the owner of a company to to be on the ground in with your staff and in with your team every now and again yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think I think there's, there's many things to it. He says that there's the face-to-face with the clients themselves. There, there's the mental aspect of, of the staff knowing that you're not afraid to get stuck in there amongst them and and all that kind of stuff. It, it's just physically finding the time yeah. to do it and to take it away from the office, time away from the office to actually go and do it. So Absolutely. It is, it is a juggle. And obviously Phoebe's too. So she's, I mean, she's not here this morning because my sister-in-law is looking after her for an hour just so that I can do this without, you know, her climbing all over me. Yeah. Um, but I only have her in childcare for 10 hours a week. Like she does sort of two um, short days. And obviously the rest of the time she's she's with me as well. So when I'm working from home, I'm not really because I'm a toddler running around. Um, so there's a lot of sort of bobbing in the office for an hour after bath time and that sort of thing. I just want to I just want to touch on that because I think that's super important because I think that's lovely to hear because what I wanted to talk a little bit about is is, is this wonderful thing work life balance and yeah. So the fact that you're actually able to sort of work from home, have your child there the majority of the time, that's quite that's quite a wonderful thing because I, I would imagine that sort of very early on in the journey of Pocket Rocker that the work-life balance could quite often be quite stretched, couldn't it? Absolutely. And obviously I didn't have Phoebe at the start until he had started school. So although I needed to be on the school run and I wanted to be available to kind of you know, attend the assemblies and the sports days and, and and be able to take time off during the holidays. I did have a chunk of time every day, but obviously in the early days, those six hours I was cleaning. So it, it, I did struggle with the work-life balance. The first year, there was, a, like I said, there was a lot of late nights. Um, now, I, I feel like, although I do have hectic days and hectic weeks, I feel overall I've got a great balance um, as I said, Phoebe's with me most of the time still. If I wanted to put her in full-time childcare, I could do. I choose not to because I'm in business for myself for that reason. And there's only going to be like one or two more years and then she'll be at preschool and off to school anyway. Um, so while I'm in a position to sort of have her at home with me, I mean, there's the odd day where I call on grandparents for help if I need to, you know, do something important at the last minute. And that's just how it is. Um, 
I'm in business for myself for that time freedom. That is the most important thing to me, more than the money, more than anything else. It's the time freedom. That, that to me, is absolutely priceless. And they're only little for such a short time. Super important. I, I think I th it really is. I think I think having that freedom to make that choice, that is what being self-employed is all about. As you say, yeah, money and all that kind of stuff, you know, wonderful. We want like going on holidays and, and buy nice shoes. But, you know, what you're describing there, I think it sounds absolutely wonderful. So how many cleaners have you got on your books now? Because I know you're, you, you're starting into this journey of, of franchising, which I want to come into in a little bit. So, but, so you've gone from zero, just yourself to where you are right now four years in how, how many cleaners have you got on your books now so there's still there's still only about 30 it's not there's that's not a hundreds that's a lot the way, yeah the way that it works and and it, it used to be a bit of a bugbear for me but i've just come to terms with it now the way that this sort of the business works there is just a high staff turnover we've got some ladies that have been with us since day one and some people come in as a bit of a temporary measure until they find something else we've had a lot of um if I counted how many cleaners we've had over the years, there's obviously way more than that. When people were furloughed from jobs or their business closed down temporary during COVID, we had some cleaners come for some temp work. We've got students that go off to uni and then come and do work for us in the holidays. So there's lots of um, different people all the time coming and going. There's still about probably about 30 core people. Um and we're covering like mainly Lincoln and surrounding areas. And um, we are still looking for like team members all the time. We can fill somebody's diary just like that as soon as we get a new cleaner. And um, we are very selective who we take on there. And a lot of people come to us um, and maybe they don't have a driving license, which is so difficult because a lot of our clients are out in the villages and, um, you know, they're out in the sticks. So it's it, it's tricky if, if people don't drive but we're, we're looking for team members all the time and as you say we're, we're we're trying now to franchise out into different towns and cities which we absolutely know that we can do the um the demand is there yeah. and it's just it's just getting it all set up so i just that takes us nicely into to, to sort of my next sort of question type thing so because obviously you you've gone from starting this company up and, and now four years later, you're finding yourself going into that, this sort of franchise journey. What, what, what inspired that? What, again, what late night epiphany did you have, you know, that, that sort of made you take that step? If I'm honest, I've probably been thinking about it for a couple of years. I've known that it's possible and it's something that would work. Um, but the timing wasn't right. Obviously, I, I was pregnant and then I had Phoebe and then there was COVID and lockdown. Everything was a bit, you know, up in the air. Um, I mentioned it to Jo a few months ago. She was a bit, oh, not sure. Um, and then the universe has a way of presenting things at the right time, don't they? And I was introduced to a lady who specialises in helping people to franchise. Okay. And she was running a free two-hour workshop on, you know, hints and tips and information on how to franchise. So me and Jo logged on to that. was like, well, there's nothing to lose by logging on to a free workshop. And it was just mind-blowing. And we realised, we came off the workshop and we rang each other straight away. We were like, we're halfway there. All of these systems and these things that this lady's just talked to us about, we've already got most of it in place. It's just tweaking um, and making it perfectly duplicatable and obviously getting the, the legalities sort of tied away. Um, and so we were just so excited. We were like, right, it's now or never. Let's just do it. Um, and that was a couple of months ago now. 
So we're currently having like the franchise agreements written up, the website redone. Um, we're obviously promoting. Um, we obviously need to pilot first. So we're going to have what, uh, two or three pilot franchises running for sort of six to 12 months before we can actually, we feel like we've, we can, t- you know, advertise properly and go to franchise fairs and that sort of thing. So we're currently looking for pilots at the moment. That's the stage that we're at. And we're developing training programmes behind the scenes and things like that. So... I think one of the things that sort of um, over the years I've found with, with really good business owners, really good entrepreneurs, is the fact that they're not afraid of of changing. They're not afraid of making a jump. And I think that we've obviously known each other now for, I don't know, a few years now. And it's it's always wonderful when I see people that is not afraid of making a jump. And I think it's, it's safe to say that you're certainly not afraid of, of taking on a challenge, making you jump into something new. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And I have absolutely no doubt that you're going to do fabulously well because everything you do, you do fabulously well. So these pilots you're doing, what areas are you sort of, have you got specific targets for those areas that you want to pick up? Or can anyone around the country who sees this, can they apply to? Yeah, I mean, anywhere around the country would work. We, we, we've let, we're advertising at the moment locally to Lincoln but out of Lincoln so sort of Newark, Gainsborough, Scunthorpe, Hull, Nottingham so that because we would still like to work closely with the pilots so it would be ideal if they were close-ish so that we could do face-to-face meetings and trainings however with you know with the internet and technology Zoom these days geography isn't really a limitation so if somebody in Inverness or Cornwall wants to you know set up a a franchise for I mean the, the hope is um, you know, eventually that we will have a pocket rocket franchise in every town and city in the UK. So at some point we're gonna have to take that leap to make it less local anyway. Um so yeah, it's geography has no limits really. No which is really exciting. And I suppose in the beginning, regardless of where people are, you're you're just gonna get lots of miles on your cars when you go. Absolutely. That's yeah, absolutely. And we're prepared for that. We're expecting to do it. So is the uh, when is the cutoff date for people who wants to apply to become one of these pilots? When when have you set have you set a date for when? We're hoping to start piloting early next year. We haven't got a specific cutoff date, um, but we'd like to have some pilots up and running by sort of February March time. Okay, we'd love to have the pilots sort of running next year so that twenty twenty three we can really ramp up um, selling franchises. We can turn up at the you know big franchise fairs knowing that. We're, you know we're not winging it we know what we're doing <laughs> no, no I, I think that sounds like a realistic target as well so so for anyone who comes in and joins this stream whether you see a little snippet of it or or, or the full thing if if you have any interest in becoming a, a franchise of of Vicky's business you know please uh, connect connect with her if you're not already connected with her on LinkedIn or Facebook uh, you know please connect with Vicky I, I can't stress enough how fabulous she is and how great her businesses so uh, please connect with her out there vicky I, i'm just conscious of time i know you're very busy we've we've been live now we're going on 25 minutes so anyone who joined us if you have any questions when you see this video after please again put your comments in and ask them and and both myself and vicky will we'll come back to you if um, if you have any of those uh, that we can answer for you contact vicky if you're interested in becoming a franchise of this fabulous business so uh Thank you for joining me, Vicky. It's been a pleasure. And, well, thanks so much for having me. Anyone out there, thank you for watching. This is going to be the last one we do this year because we're getting close to Christmas and all that stuff. So so we're going to be back in, in January doing more of these. Uh, 
uh, little little talks with with people who are self-employed who runs the business to talk about something perhaps a little bit deeper than than just the business itself but 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 the person behind it so um thank you all for watching have a great christmas and new year's everyone trying to get some time off if you can we're busy busy business owners but we do need that time off so uh, try and get get some rest and we shall see you all again in the new year thank you for joining us